fourth episode of Skulls and Dollars with H&M. Um, I am Harrison, of course, of the H, and we are going to talk about something that's very special. I've gotten lots of information and lots of questions about NCAA. Everyone knows that's my thing, and I have a special guest with me to kind of help us navigate this process to make sure that we have um, the ins and outs and something that we can do from a viewpoint from the other side of the table. Um, I'd like to introduce Coach Hey! <laughs> Glad, <laughs> so happy to be here. We happy to have you. So, um, you know, Miss Millbauer's out today because we're taking a special look at NCAA and recruiting, and that's something that's been. I mean, now it's high time, right? Just the season for recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach, can you give us your? I guess you you coach a little bit of everything. Yeah, I have coached a little bit of everything. All right, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, I started out as a student assistant. Uh, my junior year college after I blew my knee out mm. my freshman year um I tried to come back my sophomore year and they looked at me and said mm. don't come back no and then <laughs> no no first it was like we'll try again next year oh, okay. and then I came I went my junior year and coach looked at me and said don't come back <laughs> um your, knee, just, your uh, knee will thank you yeah your knee will thank you your knee will thank me later <laughs> is what he said yeah um and so and and I had to take things into account being at Allen University. I'm not going pro. Right. Uh, so I had to. Then I, I turned to, you know, coaching career. And I became a, um, a, a student assistant. And then I stayed on after I graduated for a year. Um, and then I left and I went. I decided I wanted to go work in high school. Yep. I became um, I became a foot. I was a football coach for a little bit. Oh, middle school. Okay, uh, football coach. I was a offensive coordinator, and then I went to Lake Marion, and I was assistant defensive coordinator, and then uh, and uh, defensive backs coach, and then defensive coordinator. Look at you. Uh, and then I got a. The more you know. See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I got a head JV job. I did that for about three years at Lake Marion. Okay. Then I got a head JV job my last year at Lake Marion. Head JV girls job, uh, which is. Uh, coaching girls coaching girls yeah no jv girls i mean if you i say as a basketball coach my first job was coaching jv girls and i believe that if you can coach jv girls basketball you can probably coach anything yes wait hold on i got you beat okay because that actually wasn't my first my first school job yeah because the first one was as an assistant middle school girls basketball coach yeah. For a school that hadn't won a game in like five years. Yeah. And the head coach was the dance teacher. Nice. Who was who had never played basketball. Oh. Never played basketball. Yeah. And would only be at the games are on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And she would only be at the Tuesday game because the <laughs> Thursdays she was going out of town. <laughs> to her hometown every Thursday. Okay. Because she didn't have to do dance class on Fridays. So dance was her priority. Yeah, dance was her priority. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and then I got the head coaching job after after what I <laughs> the miraculous. Did you, turn, did you turn them around? Yeah, we we won two games. Okay. That year. Well, after winning none, I think two is good. Yes, and two of two of those young ladies ended up going on to high school, having good careers. And oh, good. Went to college to play yeah. basketball. Well, so see. They did. They did well. Um, and then I did JV girls. Um. And that was an experience in itself, especially yes. when the head coach uh, takes all of the good players 
whether they're eighth graders or well, not. shouldn't they be? Take all of them, whether they play or not. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. And left me with whatever was left. Mm-hmm. And that ended up, we lost the first, <laughs> I always tell the story, I lost my first game 56 to seven. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. And, you know, we both have coached. Um, 56 7 is big. You remember? Oh. You remember? Yes. And so I called, because I called my brother on the way home from that game uh-huh. and said, I don't think coaches is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> but these were the leftover kids, right? So, yes. you, but you learn a lot from them, I think. Oh, yeah. And he said, uh, I told him to score. He said, Ooh. Yeah. And he said, Well, next time, Tell him to score eight. Let's just focus on scoring eight. <laughs> so I go ahead. I tell him to score eight. We lose the next game. Okay. 22 to eight. 12. Oh. oh. So I call him. I said, hey, that didn't work. Yeah. We lost. And he goes, how much? He said, what's the score? Yeah. I said, 22 to 12. He yeah. said, hey, you scored. They, they scored 12. Double digits. He said, I tell him to score 13. Yep. I said, okay. Slow next steady. game, we won 32 to 5. And yeah, then, and it just rolled. And we rolled. We ended up finishing like 13 and 2. See? And then Denmark, went to Denmark Ola High School's boy, head boys coach, um, did well there. And then phone rang and they said, hey, you know, come on over. And ended up where I'm at now. So well, it's a long journey, but I've been where I'm at now. This is going to be year seven. Okay. A lower state, a lower state, uh, Appearance. Yeah, appearance. And multiple, I think, in six years, 16 kids in college. Yeah. Because, which is the one thing I hang my hat on. Well, right, right. So Because we know people who've coached longer and with less kids going to college. And so one mm-hmm. of the things that I think is really important, and one of the things I'm, I'm glad that you decided to join me today is because it's, a, it's, it's changing over the times, right? So things yes. have changed from when you first started coaching mm-hmm. seven years ago. Not just COVID, and people automatically think that it's COVID, but the climate mm. has changed very much so in recruiting. And so, um, one of the things I always like people to know, I talk a little bit about recruiting when I'm talking about NCAA eligibility, but the climate has, of recruiting has changed. It has, um, especially with the 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 rule that went into effect last year, the transfer rule. Right. So now. Whereas a kid might have been a Division One prospect because kids couldn't transfer without a one year hold. Right. If you were transferring up or on level, right. you had to sit a year. If you were transferring down, you didn't have to sit. But transferring up. <clears throat> so um, coaches now are recruiting the transfer portal first. Yes. Which now means, am Let's- I, I going to take a 20-year-old who's yeah. averaging 18 points at a Division two school, basically proving that I can play on the college level, or am I going to take this unproven 18-year-old yeah. out of high school? Yeah. And that's in baseball, football, because, you know, a lot of kids wash out. Yes. When they get there. Like, the, I think the biggest turnover is in the freshman year. Right, because I think people have glamorized the whole, you know, student-athlete experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not what they think. It's you, not. You know, for a lot of kids, uh, you have to ask yourself questions for a lot of parents listen and so I always tell people to make sure that you're talking to your children, having open conversations mm-hmm. before you go talk to the coach, you know, talk to your kid. You know, I think definitely we, have to. we both experienced probably kids who the parent was like, oh, they want to go do this. I know they want to play in college. I know they want to do this. They should be doing this. But then that kid's not giving the effort in practice. They don't even care if they're not in the game. Yep. Like the kids that don't care 
they're not in the game. Their parents are usually the first ones that are like, my kid's not in the game. Yeah. The kid hasn't changed anything that they've done to even try to get to in even the game. Try they to, just like to be there. Yeah, they just want to be there. And But nothing's um, wrong with that. And, and, and like to that fact, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think that parents need to have that conversation with their kids. Um, you know, do you want to, son, do you want to go, daughter, do you want to go to college? <laughs> yeah. You to know, play. baby, do you want to go to college? Because yeah. if you don't want to go to college, to play or to go to college, period. Right. Right. Because it does say student athlete for a reason. Yes. Student does come first for a reason. Like you literally have to go to class. <laughs> you have yeah. to pass these classes to yes. be able to play. Yes. Because if you don't, you will not you won't play and then you're not in college <laughs> and then you're not and then you don't play enough years yes. you don't play enough semesters yes. yes they then give your scholarship to someone else and i don't know if you had it on your notes to say but i think a lot of parents don't know right <laughs> there's no such thing as a four-year scholarship no you're competing every year every year you're competing for a scholarship and you're also competing against that transfer portal and now it's the transfer portal that you're fighting against. now you're fighting so even if you have a scholarship, said school, mm -hmm. um, as a freshman. You so say you don't play, you don't play a lot. So then you have to do practice, or the kid, the coach doesn't see that potential. They thought that might happen, or you, you know, yeah. are able to show. And then there's a six ten kid that shows up in the transfer portal, and he's averaging twenty points a game already. Already, already. You know, so <laughs> you, so you know, when you sign that that national letter of intent, it's a it's a one year scholarship, mm -hmm. and so every year. Um, you're up. Yeah. You know, so you're you're up, and so that works in you know both ways, and and that's that's not even to be negative. You it can work in your favor too, right? Yeah, so, it can work in your favor because yeah. you could be that transfer. You could be the transfer, or you could be the kid that has walked on and is trying to earn a scholarship, and and you get that, but it's year to year. Yep. Then they will give your they will give your scholarship to somebody else. Yes, and they will and <laughs> happily and they will give your scholarship to somebody else, even if you commit. Yep. So you can commit verbally mm -hmm. and also lose your scholarship. And also lose your scholarship. Or my favorite thing, <laughs> this is my favorite one. They've offered you a scholarship. Mm -hmm. You haven't done what you're supposed to do because they offered it to you when you were young. Yeah. And you called them and say, hey, I want to commit. And they say, whoop, wait. Wait. <laughs> hold on. Yes. 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 Yeah, we are interested in you. And yes, we did offer you. But you need to hold yeah. on. Oh, you don't. We were interested. We were interested. Um, your attitude sucks. <laughs> um, you haven't shown the promise that you had in seventh and eighth grade. Seventh and eighth grade, you were a mm -hmm. young girl. You were a five ten post player, and we thought you would be at least six three by senior senior year. And you're still five ten. And you're still five ten. And so, we didn't take your offer away. <laughs> we just didn't mention it. We just yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't take it away. <laughs> we're just saying that we don't want you to commit right now. Yeah, and so a lot of people. Um, wait um, on offers. They get offers and they're like making an offer soup, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so they have all these things and they're like, oh, well, next year I'm going to get more. And then the next year I'll get more and he's going to be this and he's going to be that or I'm waiting on so-and-so. Yeah. And they miss out on opportunities. And they miss an opportunity because um, I, I remember the great, the, the best analogy I got from a college coach was um, I'm courting two women. Yep. One woman wants to be with me. The <laughs> other woman is telling me to wait. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. with the one that wants to be with me. I mean, that and that. And that was from a high major college coach who yes. was trying to figure out what one of my kids was doing. Yeah. And wanted to, he, he 
really wanted the kid to give an answer because he had somebody at the same position that was that wanted to that wanted to commit. Absolutely. And so I think a lot of parents don't understand that and they then they kind of, you know, get discouraged or frustrated and those things and the mm-hmm. reality of it is it's a business all around. For everyone. For everyone. And now with the money that's floating around the NLI deals. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> and, and so so now you can you can get a deal. You can get paid. Um or percentage, or all these different things, yeah. likeness, all that. And so that determines, you know, people are going to different schools. So now you're seeing more kids transfer to places where they can get these deals. Get more money. And they get more money. And you got kids, because I just got off the phone uh, prior to to recording uh, with a college coach who was an assistant at yeah. a high major school. Now he's at a mid-major, and he's trying to get uh, one of my guys. Right. He wants one of my guys to transfer. And which I think he'll end up doing if he doesn't play much this upcoming year. But he was like, do you think the NLI money means something? Because we can't give him here what he's getting there. Right. So now money plays a factor. Absolutely. What is it that the kid really wants? Does the kid want to play or does he want money? Right. Does he want the now money? Yes. But a lot of kids need the now money. Yeah, but. Maybe. But you have to think. You know, we got kids who really are working and, and it's and changing, and it'll change their and it'll change their families. Yeah, diet. they're like, you know, if I can do this little ad, you know, I got a student who does everything they can for a piece of change in college. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and he, I mean, I'm just like, why would he do that? But I'm thinking <laughs> that three thousand dollars or five thousand dollars changes changes the trajectory of a lot of different things. Can he send that money home? Mm-hmm. Um, is that what he's using to pay for his apartment? Like, we don't because. Yeah, the money that they get, because I had an adopted, uh, my adopted son, he, I didn't, I, I think that was kind of my first look into right. the behind the scenes of yeah. it and fully understanding it. Like they had stipends and you already get meal cards right. and then they get a check on yeah. top of the, and then if they move off campus, the check gets bigger. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh, y'all boy take care of. And this is at a, 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 a mid-major school. Imagine. Right. Those high major schools, right. and and I, I was a, my roommate uh, my senior year, my junior and senior year was my cousin who played football at a high major. Right, and I was just going, they just that's just what you all get. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and and they see it's not enough. It, oh, it's definitely not enough. Yeah, so I mean, I think that that's one of the things that we're, we we see. And, you know, to talk about, you know, you think about males, you think about guys, you know, football, basketball, and every sport is different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on the other hand, so we're talking about football, basketball, you think about that. The checks are the same. You get checks for the other sports as well. But then you might get a check for living, but then you may not be getting a full academic scholarship in other ways. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're talking about these checks. You're talking about Division One. It's division two, you're, not, division getting, two, you're not getting division that. Division two, you're not getting that. Division two, you you're not even getting the majority of division two kids are not getting full rides. Right. Well, and they, and if they are, it's because of academic money. Academic money. And so that's why. Or know, they are really good basketball. Really player. good basketball player, and they have put together a package for you because <laughs> yeah. what people fail to realize is that when you know people say you know I just want to be D one, I have students come to my office. They're not even on the basketball team, and they're just like you know I'm I'm you know going to Duke. I'm going I'm going to Duke. I want to be D one. I'm thinking, wow, you know you're D one, and you're not even are your team. They're like, no, ma'am. You know, I'm like oh, you're gonna get on the team, or is that like a? Well, I didn't make it this year, so how? so right, so how how sway? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what so what's the plan on that? But 
you know, we have kids that, you know, play softball and do soccer and those things. And a lot of these sports are recruited other ways. So um, I want to talk to, you know, coach a little bit about that. So, you know, a lot of things have changed. So 20 years ago when I was playing basketball, coaches actually had to get VHSs. Mm-hmm. And they had to come in the gym mm-hmm. and their travel was just really driving, you know, to watch us play. Um, and it, there was no YouTube. There was no huddle Mm-mm. yet, you know. So, <laughs> so you know, there was AU was cranking up, but it was a different, it was for a different purpose. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't what it is now. It wasn't what it is now. So. Yeah. It wasn't um, a recruiting tool. Right. And so when you look at softball and tracking all these other things, you know, like these players, these kids these students that are getting recruited they're playing um club like you recruited through volleyball through club yeah. yeah through club you're not recruited like you don't see a volleyball head coach coming in the gym mm-hmm. um for that and so you know we'll have people who who's you know want volleyball scholarships well you know you have to think about where you live volleyball is coming from certain areas in certain areas they're not even going to recruit yeah. and you might have to go to that area and join a club team Right. In that area. Right. So, you know, we might drive, you know, we have kids that will drive to the beach because mm-hmm. that's a volleyball area mm-hmm. um, or to the middle of the state or to, you know, a larger state. You know, mm-hmm. you're having to play on those teams. Same with softball um, and baseball. And so we're heavy in this area for baseball. But, you know, you might be in an area that doesn't play baseball. And so you'd have to drive. And yeah. so um, one of the things I always tell parents is how much are you willing to commit to this? And so. Oh, they don't really want to. Uh, most. the uh, me not say that. Some parents don't really want to put in the commitment that it takes. Yeah. They would they want to be there on Sanding Day. Yeah. In the pitches. Of course. And having a party. <laughs> There's always a party and cake. Yes, and cake. And taking them out to taking them out to lunch afterwards. Yes. Um, but hey, he needs to be here, or hey, she needs to be at this point. Or right. hey, I had a kid a couple weeks ago. School told me. We're going to offer him. If he comes and he does everything you say he can do, we're going to offer him. Right. Set it up with a coach to take him. Coach called him in the morning. Didn't answer the phone. Wow. Of course, the coach calls me. Hey, he didn't show. (sighs) I said, okay. So I called the kid. I said, hey, you didn't show. You need to text the coach. Let him know. Because the coach talked to him personally. Right. So then I go, okay, we're going to set this up again. But now... I'm not putting my coaches through this. Now your now your parent got to take you. Right. Set up again. Same deal. Didn't show again. Well, that's off the table. I'm Mom refused to tell him. Take him. Right. So she had some other better stuff to do. Yeah. Now when he didn't go the first time, I said, "Why didn't you go?" I was making money. I said, "Did you make a hundred thousand dollars?" Right. And he said, "No, I, I coach. I wasn't gonna make that much." I said, "Well, that's how much you gave up." For the right. little hundred dollars that you might have made, right. sixty dollars that you might have made, mm-hmm. you passed up on a hundred thousand. Well, that's one of the things that I think people miss because with recruiting and trying to get all this together, one of the hardest things is deciding how much you know mm-hmm. parent got to commit. So you think about okay, the money you spend, right? So, um, Millbauer does the scholarship workshops, forty dollars. Mm-hmm. People don't want to pay forty dollars for that. You should. But I see you, know, you might be taking your whole family to the AAU game. You pay and for everybody to get in. Twenty. I was at, we had a tournament this past weekend. Right. $20 per person to enter. Yes. So if you go see your son or daughter play. Three and under were free. 
Three. Not and even under. five, huh? Not even five. <laughs> three and under were free. <laughs> and let a player go out the door with a whole uniform on they were, they and were. come back in with a whole uniform on and not their band, they had to pay. Yeah. There was no go get your coach mm-hmm. and prove that they will go get another band. It was you have to pay this $20. Yeah. And it was a rinky dink. Well, that's what I'm saying. So then there, so that's what I was going to ask you about is opportunities to to recruit, right? So we got people who are paying, won't pay $40 for a scholarship workshop. <laughs> Fine. You know, but we'll pay for their child to be driving to these places and college coaches aren't even in attendance. Oh, but that's the biggest thing. That's right. the biggest thing in grassroots sports. Right. Because now I think the thing that's making a surge is grassroots football. There's okay. A, there's AAU football is becoming a thing. Uh, it's actually making a move. I believe uh, that. And, and I think it's good for, I believe it's good for uh, quarterbacks, wide receivers, yeah. corner, you know, skill positions. Not necessarily for offensive, defensive linemen, but skill positions, it's good for them. Okay. And I think they did need a platform. I do believe that. Right. So that's making a surge. So even in that, all of the grassroots coaches that you ever are ever trying to get a kid to play for them say the same thing. Yeah, I could get, we're going to be playing where the colleges play at and this, that, and the third, and blah, blah. And what they fail to realize, especially basketball is probably where I think grassroots is yeah. the highest. Right. Uh, I had a talk with a college coach and he says, where else can I go sit down and watch 2,000 kids play? Right. In a day. And don't move. Right. He's a dead that's the best recruit. I'm not coming to a high school. Right. He said, I ain't gonna lie to you. He said, unless there's a kid I, I know I want. But once you, the kid has already been established himself playing AAU. Yeah, yeah he's has to establish himself in that realm. Right. Doing that. Um, and then that's how, and I think a lot of parents as well as coaches don't understand is your kid needs to play that at a high level so that you can create the relationships right. with the coaches. Because it's only through, I had, I had, a high, I, had a, I had a D1 player Mm-hmm. When I was at Denmark, it wasn't until I got where I'm at now that I had a high major player. Right. So now there's a different caliber of people who will take my phone calls now. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it changes the phone calls that you can make. Yeah. Um, but the people don't understand that you, the, even if you say, hey, his team is going to play in Atlanta at the on the radar tournament. Let's say right. that's one. Right. Well, on the radar has 40, has 56 courts. Right. If your team's not playing on courts one through five, no college coach is going to see your kid. Yeah. On unless he's already established himself somewhere else, and that one coach is going to go to that court. Right. Okay. So you have to be able to be in a program right. where they're on those courts, where they're where the colleges are literally sitting there and watching you play. Yeah. I got a kid on, on my grassroots team. The head coach of a school came to a nine o'clock game just to watch him and then left. Yeah. Because he came to show the kid, hey, He's interested. I'm interested. We offered you. We love you. We want you. I'm here just to show you I want you. Yep. I don't want to see nobody else. I'm out. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing. So, and nothing against the mom and pop programs. Right. But I, I, Let's not lie to the kids or the parents either. Well, see, I think what happens is you got to understand what your purpose is, right? You so, got to understand your purpose. So I think if, and this is where I want people to be transparent with parents and if the coaches are transparent. And I try to, you know, and this is not to be the bearer of bad news because, mm-hmm. you know, I've coached at this point now. I've had high major 
players. Yeah, um, you have. And um, what happens is, you know, I had other kids as a result of the kids that were very successful, very talented, just naturally talented and work really hard and mm-hmm. get offers from Division II in NAIA schools as a result of being a part of those other teams, of, those other, of the team with those high major players, yeah. not paying $1,000 to pay play AAU, though. <laughs> they were offered as a result of being on the team with those other kids because yes. they have not seen those coaches, what I learned, those coaches had not seen Be, those girls yeah. playing their other AAU team. Even though they're paying their schedule, <laughs> they're playing the schedule. They're going to Atlanta. They're going to mm-hmm. um, Nashville and yeah. Louisville and all places. Oh, they're yeah. playing the circuit. And um, but that's not where those coaches saw them. Those coaches saw them playing with those other girls. <laughs> so it's also about your team. Yeah. Um, from personal experience, my niece got three offers on Wednesday. Um, playing. She's a rising eleventh uh, grader, so she's a twenty twenty four. Um, but she's on a team with somebody who's high major. Has been offered by, mm-hmm. I think USC and some of those other yeah. you know huge programs. That's her teammate. They play well together. She's good. Mm-hmm. Would she have had the same opportunity had she been the star on the team and everyone's coming to her with no offers yet? No. No. It's fact. It's just a fact. So so now she's got four offers. They're mm-hmm. all mid-major offers, but she's only going into 11th grade, and she's about to hit Atlanta next week. Yeah. So it's coming. Yeah, so now what happens is, because she's on there, the tournament, because each tournament, they, they hit the coach up, where are your top players, mm-hmm. and what interests do they have? Right. What, what offers do they have? And then they go, oh, he got this? All right, well, let's move that group. She got right. this. Let's move her team automatically. Course one through five. Right. And that's just how it is. It's just, it's the way it works. My best friend paid. I mean, you think about people went to Orlando this past week. For what? Well, there were a lot of teams down in Orlando. With no coaches because it's not a live period. It's not a live period. So you went down there and gave Orlando all your money? Yes. And nobody came back with an offer? Because the coaches were at school <laughs> able to give offers to kids because that Wednesday was the day, you know, then mm-hmm. the coaches were calling because they were home from all the things, yeah, run for the roses and all those different things that you know, yeah. Um, but they couldn't be out. No, they, they, so they, they, they were they were in their office calling people, people like my niece, yes, with all the coaches there on speaker to offer scholarships. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want people to understand. And that's why we share this information. It's not even to be, it's just because I know people don't know. And they don't know. And then they're, they don't know, which breeds a level of, and people see ignorance as a bad word. And I don't see it as a bad word. It's just the definition of ignorance is not knowing. Yeah. And so you're ignorant to the fact of what's happening. And so you're listening to people who you think are an expert. Because they, they, they kind of. Show that they might know some things. Oh, oh, I'm sorry because I have a team with jerseys and right. I say I'm a coach. Not everybody who says they're a coach is a coach. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, you, you know, I wear the hat of counselor yeah. most of the time, yeah, but, but I also coach. So yeah, but I think but, but you've proven yourself to be right. But but I don't. Sense. But I don't have to be called coach for no, me to I, know things. And just like you don't have to, no, don't I have don't. to call you coach for you to know things. And so. Um, I just, I, it really is just awareness. Um, but you I have to ask the questions. And I think that parents have to seek out the information on their yes. own. Ask the questions. You have to ask the questions. 
Yes. Oh, and parents, please, please stop. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what to stop doing. Because I was asked by a college coach to, whenever I speak to parents, to tell them to stop this one thing. Do not email coaches your highlights, your kids' highlights. They're not going to read. They're not going to. They're not going to open. What? Email. They're not going to open the email. <laughs> they're not going to watch it. You're probably not going to hear back from them. Well, no, because the problem is, <laughs> and this is just you know, with all this is all sports, and I know we got people listen to every thing we say, and I'll be like, oh, you know, at Millbar, try listening. It's like, why are they doing this? But this is important, <laughs> and um, I think it's important because. People are like, how can I get my kid recruited? Mm-hmm. You also don't have to pay. No. So what happens too when you go to the NCAA eligibility website? There, there's a website. I think it's Next College Student Athlete. Yep. They pay good money mm-hmm. for Google mm-hmm. to put them first. <laughs> so when you type in NCAA eligibility, mm-hmm. you're going to get something that's not what you need. Nope. It's not the eligibility center. Nope. And so I have parents who email who message us on Pay Scholarship Academy as well and say, I paid, or which which package should I get? And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's only one fee. <laughs> Your eligibility has one fee, $90. Yes. And that's it. And if you have a counselor like me, I'm waiving it because majority of our kids qualify for the waiver. Mm-hmm. So ask your counselors or whoever your NCAA person is, if you don't have the $90, Somebody will help you. <laughs> Wave the fee. Wave the fee. It's not that hard. You just got to fill out a little bit of stuff. Your counselor, whoever your person is there can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just information. And like Coach said, you have to ask the questions. And, and you're not going to get recruited by sending film to a coach who didn't ask for it. Who did not ask for it. Now, if a coach says, because hey, you, you know, a coach would be like, hey, send me some film so I can show. You know, assistant coach might say, Send me some film so I can show my head coach because they haven't seen you. Mm-hmm. Just want to start see some film. That's but, different. But not. But see, from you searching, a, your- a lot of people don't understand the process. Whether it's football, because I've I've been able to see recruiting. Yeah. I learned how to get my basketball players recruited from the football coach right. that I worked under at Lake Marion, and uh, and I shout him out, Coach Carter, Coach Chris Carter, great guy. Yeah, has multiple guys in the NFL. Every single kid that comes through his program goes to college right and i took on that philosophy it is a difference in basketball and football recruiting so i kind of had to alter what he taught me but i learned the basics of it from him and a lot of it is if a coach don't ask you for something if you don't have the relationship with them right as a coach you can't even call them you can't talk to them because you don't have their number that's that's the first thing and then if you send it to their email and I remember uh, one of the coaches I talked to, he was like, look, coach, I my email blows up. I have, he said, right now I have 500 and some odd right. unread emails. He's like, I guarantee you 250 of them are parents. Yeah, well. well or coaches or trying to tell coaches, me about their. You're telling about your kid because your kid's the next best thing and I've never heard of them. And I've never heard of well, them. And who does he play with? That's the first, the first question I get. The first question I get from a college coach, what's his grades? Yep. What's he like as a kid? How's his family? Because that matters. How's his parents? Yep. Because parents, please understand, they are recruiting you too. Yep. They're not just recruiting your son. Yeah. So when you go on there and bash the coach after the game. Or. On Twitter. If they're watching or or if they're at the game and you're acting like a nut. Yeah, they see that. They see that. Yep. Um, I've had a player not recruited because of their parents. Yes. And they'll change the whole thing. Yeah. They will stop. Um. 
but you 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 kind of have to. And then the next thing is, who do they play travel basketball with? Right. Because if you say mom and pop, they're like, yeah. Well, where where's mom okay. and pop going? Because sometimes you get those teams that come together. Yes. That mom and pop. Somebody had the the idea early enough to make it happen, <laughs> right? So we we're, we're looking at these sixth graders, these little boys or girls. And they are rocking. Yeah, we gonna create some. Y'all get y'all people together. We get our money. We get us some jerseys, and we on it the move. It can't uphold. It can't. It can't. It can't. It it cannot sustain. It can and it cannot sustain. So what ends up happening? Go ahead and tell them. Uh, we have a situation like I have now, right? Where there is a team who been together since forever in the day. Yep. And now it is the week before the last live period of their rising senior year, and zero offers have no. Let's go past offers. Okay. Zero interest. Yeah. For any player. Wow. And so now. And they're solid kids on the team, right? Oh, solid. They win everything. Right. Because they're winners together. They were in in Orlando and won a bunch of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this is not bashing anybody. No. But it is the fact of it is. Right. There comes a point where things, things only carry you to a point. Right. That's anything in life. You could only get carried something together only carries to a point. Right. At that point, you have to go and do something different. Yes. Because And you can't be afraid to do what's best for your kid. Please. Yes. God. When it comes to your kid, there's no such thing as loyalty. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I learned through all of this. Right. Only thing that you are loyal to is your child and the best interest of your child. Mm-hmm. If there's a better situation for your kid to get, if this is what you, listen, if you don't want no scholarship, you don't want your kid to go to college you, and it's about f- having fun. <laughs> right. Then go to Orlando and have fun. Have big fun with the wretched. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's some tough. Reference. Yes. Go, go have big fun. <laughs> big fun. And go and have, have big fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? Have big fun. Yes. But scholarships are a business. This is why I enjoy uh, 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 this this show mm-hmm. and listening to the show um, is because it gives me knowledge right. on what I need to do with my kids. Because yes, I do understand that children are supposed to have fun, but college is a business. That's right. It's an investment. It is. Now, if my child does, if if I talk with my child and they say they don't want to go to college, okay. What, what what's the plan what's the plan because <laughs> yeah. you're not staying here <laughs> right <laughs> i only pay bills for yeah. those not graduated right. from high school right so not non-adults i'll take care of you all day yeah once you're an adult that's it it's a wrap um and i'll support you yeah but i'm not taking care of you mm-hmm. so <clears throat> if we understand that this is a business you want your kid to get some scholarships but you haven't been worried about those c's and d's they've been getting or F's they've or been F's. getting since freshman yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. But Not now, the last minute. But now, forget athletic scholarship. Yeah. Now you want because uh, you can't afford. I can't afford to pay for college, and I don't want my child to have no loans. And you also just didn't find that out. You knew that. Well, guess what? You're going. What your child's <laughs> going to have, and, and you might have yeah. a parent plus loan yourself. Yeah. If you want your, if your child is really desiring to yeah. go to college. Yeah. You know, I, I I was talking to some students and I, I, I had an argument. I didn't want to argue with my daughter. My daughter got a C. Mm-hmm. 
So I cut her phone off. Yeah. And they were like, you cut your daughter's phone off for a C? I was like, yes. I said, because yeah. a C is, so what does she get if she gets an A? Nothing. She's expected. That's what you're supposed to get. That's the expectation. Yeah. I said, my grandma said, you don't, you don't get credit for doing things you're supposed to do. That's, I mean, exactly. So, because I don't want it to come back on me when she does, when I can't offer, because I can't afford to pay for her. Right. So how am I supposed to look her in the face and say, baby, you got to take out a loan? Mm-hmm. No, we're going to. Oh, you got to take out a loan. And then that's going <coughs> to not be enough. And it's still not be enough. <laughs> yeah. And so parents, please be yeah. engaged in your, in your kids' education. Yeah. Be engaged in their grades. Be engaged if they play a sport. Be engaged in that sport. Understand right. that you're investing. It's an investment. You have to pay money, right? So to take it, like you said, people paid to go to on this trip. They went playing all these different tournaments. Not paying attention to when the live periods are. Um, not paying attention to... Oh, and said team is not even playing in the live period next weekend. Right. So how? Houseway. But parents got to ask those questions because they don't know. So, y'all, when we're talking about live periods, and I can just... Um, okay. I'm tell a little bit more about live periods because I think some people don't understand. Okay. Every sport has different... Live periods. Live periods. Even girls and boys basketball have yeah. different right. live periods. Right. Um, the live period is where colleges can actually be in the gym. Right. And can interact with you as a co- with the coach. Mm-hmm. And in some instances, actually with the kids. So they get to see the kids in person. Because um, for a lot of coaches, a highlight film does nothing. Right. They either want to send you a whole... Highlight film kind of wets the palate. It's like the appetizer. Yeah. And then you got to send them the whole game. And then the dessert is them actually seeing this kid with their own two eyes. Right. Because they want to put their eyes on the kid. So... Film only carries you but so far. Right. So live periods are where they get to actually see the kids. They get to see them one-on-one in uh, uh, in person. Yeah. They get to interact with them in some instances because at some events you can't. can't talk. Yeah. You can't talk. Um, I know you can't talk to sophomores. Right. They can't initiate with sophomores, but sophomores can call them. Right. So that's something you need to know, um, parents, too. So sophomores can reach out. Coach, coaches cannot, cannot call, and so I've had yes. I had a I had a player. She had a schedule, and she called coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was and people thought that was so strange. And at the time, I was like, "Why does she keep calling people?" But she had a calendar, and her mm-hmm. parents were intentional about her recruitment. In that, now she didn't call random people. These are people who may have sent cards, or yeah. maybe someplace she's been to camp. Or he or she has been to camp. And that's with any sport. So football, softball, baseball, if they have camps and go. Go to camp. Go to the camps. Go to camp. I'd rather and you spend eight hundred on dollars on four camps. Yep. Than to play all dead periods. Well, like Coach Carter, what he does with his with his football team is he has um in the summer. Yeah. He the each kid pays about seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. He gets a charter bus. And they go to every single football camp. That they can go and they to. They just you. go from camp to camp to yeah. camp to camp to camp to camp. To because camp. it helps get your kid on on campus. So just like when we talk about um, choosing the right fit, we talked about that in the last episode and those things. You have to get your feet on campus. Yeah. And so some kids, the only time they're ever going to go is if someone can drive to get a bus or mm-hmm. ride with friends or coaches. And my dad was one of those coaches that you know. I know coaches. He loaded up kids every, I feel like every weekend he was going to an elite camp or a camp. And yeah. I didn't understand it at the time, but that's getting those kids recruited mm-hmm. and that's getting them on campus. They've never, you know, been to 
Tennessee or never been to Chapel Hill or whatever. He would just go and it's worth it. And, yeah. and you know, people, you think, okay, well, well, what am I going to do while he's in that camp? I mean, there's several things you can do. Go shopping for all I care. You can just I don't care. sit and watch. Sit and watch your kids. There, trust me, there are other parents that are sitting and watching, but that $75 for, for a camp, for it's, camp it's, $150 for camp. You're investing um, in absolutely. You're investing in your kid. Yes. So just so the same way that we talk and about then, scholarships, it's the same thing. And also, I'm gonna tell you what else you find out. Whether your kid's good enough or not. <laughs> yeah. You find that out. Yeah, when you're with in your line own si- two eyes. Well, when you line in line signing up for camp. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're a quarterback too. Well <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. Kind of you're big. Five, I'm five six and <laughs> my son's five six and that guy's <laughs> yeah. that guy's son is six six. Uh, I'm on the offensive line at my school and I'm I'm two ten. Oh, this guy is three tw- three twenty. And he's in high school. Oh, we play the same position. And so when you line up at camp beside this guy and you look at your forearm and his forearm, or you, you can really talk to other parents yeah. about the things they're doing, you know, it's an investment. So it's we talk a lot, we talked a lot about basketball, but with football, elite camps, um, getting on campus, mm-hmm. going on these tours, going on regular admissions tours and, and saying you want to go to the football yep. office, those things stand out. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at offers like um, we've seen a lot of kids due to the transfer portal, mm-hmm. prefer walk-on offers. And, you know, you get there and you show interest and you've gone on campus and you're taking the time to go tour and those things academically and you're admissible to the school, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're more likely to get into school if you're admissible. And so that's something I think to people don't understand. Um, softball, baseball, huge this transfer portal has changed a lot of things because yep. softball and baseball, of course you had the junior college option with the tech schools and you saw more of that, but now colleges can go to that jun- Juco and just get the kid yeah, or they can get it from another D one mm-hmm. high major. You don't like your coach, just picture doesn't like this person, whatever Yep, that catcher doesn't like this. They're moving. And so um, some of the students I work with are driving to the best place to be recruited. So South Carolina and softball may not be the best thing. Atlanta and softball might not be the best thing. I know a student from Atlanta who drives to Alabama or someplace to be on the team. Yeah. That's to be on the team to then travel somewhere else. To somewhere else. You know, <laughs> so we're talking travel team. And so think about your different sports. Volleyball. Um, I have some people who wrestle, right? So you have to look and see what schools offer what um mm-hmm. and, and make yourself admissible. Um, in those in those arenas, yeah, and you have to be able to say so. Where so where are they looking for wrestlers? Like I don't know. Do wrestling coaches travel to high school games on high school matches on Tuesday and Wednesday night? Probably not. <laughs> so there's huge matches and things yeah. that are statewide and those things, and um, you have to do that. So get a gym membership, do those things, like, but then be invest, okay. Invest in your. I I think. <sighs> The biggest, I think the biggest misconception, uh, well, not misconception, I think the thing people want the most is yeah. something for nothing. Yeah. Well, that, yes. That's anything. Yeah. That's what every, and that's, again. So there's, so you want to give zero investment in your kid, but you want your kid to get a scholarship at the end of this. Yes. It because work. I, because it's my kid. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. This just doesn't. And, 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 it, and we're seeing it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we're seeing more of the, justification of that ideal that that my kid didn't have to do that it's someone else's fault so you know every every child's not going to go d1 which is a fact and that's okay and every child's not going to go d2 or d2 then and some, then some kids got to go nai some kids got to go nai and if you're smart enough because because people think that now nah, nah, parents let me say something <laughs> d3 is a thing but you have to be smart 
You have to have the grades to go. You have to get into the school academically yep. to go to D3. You do. So I and know then they aren't giving you an athletic scholarship at all. There's no, there's zero athletic money. So that's, so that's one of the things that, you know, for division three, there is zero no, athletic, no money. athletic money. So if someone tells you, we're offering you, a, you, they're offering you a spot on the team. Yes. <laughs> not money for college. Right. So let's, so player, I, yes, student I work with that I mentioned before, you know, like you, division three is, is awesome. Gives you an opportunity to continue playing. Yes. Um, yes. And as people say, well, if you have the talent, they will find you. They will. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying they're not coming no. to your D3 football team to find you or soccer team. I'm just saying it's harder for them to find you for a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons. You know, it could be facilities. It could be the amount of time you actually practice. It mm-hmm. could be exposure. It could be your competition. Mm-hmm. But you can go to the combine. You can go to these things, and you can potentially be found. But potential, potential is a dirty word, though. Yes. But I wanted to make sure that people know, like you said, you got to put something into it. So mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with Division Three. Nothing's wrong with it. I, I think if you want to continue playing, the majority of the majority of the athletes that mm-hmm. are in the NCAA are in Division Three. Okay. Because you can just play. I'm I'm about to say something very controversial. Oh boy, That's, this show is not for controversy. All athletic directors are about to be upset. If an mm-hmm. athletic director is listening to me, listening to my voice, <laughs> you're about to be upset with me. Okay. Because there's a fact right now. Kids are specializing in sports. Yeah. And I know ADs are all on this. Got to play multiple sports. You should. And you should. <laughs> Butter uh there are kids that are specializing, mm-hmm. which means year round, they are doing this. Yeah. And, and if, you're competing and, with those kids. And you're competing on a part-time basis with somebody who's taking this full-time. Yeah. Prime example, I was at uh, the Adidas Gauntlet Girls okay. games. And there was a team out of Texas. Uh, I can't remember what their name was, but it was an Adidas team out of Texas. For the girls starting mm-hmm. in the 16U age bracket, we're eighth graders. Ooh. In airplane up. And the coaches were lined up. We're all from that region. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech. Yeah. I'm talking about, it was so lined up that they actually, some of the coaches had to come and sit in the stands with the regular people. Wow. You know, that's how lined up it was. For these eighth graders, yep. one of them was about 5'5". Five, five. This girl's probably been the best girl I've ever seen with a ball in her hands. Commanded the game. Mm-hmm. Played with a high level of just intelligence. Her IQ was high. Did not turn the ball over. And she's playing against older girls. Right. No turnovers. They had another girl that was 6'3", eighth grade. Yeah. 6'2", eighth grade. Right. 6'2", eighth grade. And I'm not talking about 6'2 in post-up. I'm talking about 6'2 off the dribble pull-ups. Nice. Three-point shooting. Right. Passing, defense, blocking shots, yeah. running the floor. Right. Catching and shooting in transition. Yeah, I was, run, yeah. And I was in amazement. Right. And I looked over there at their coaches. It was one old guy, gray hair, mm-hmm. in a wheelchair. Another older guy with gray hair. Another older guy with gray hair. None of them yelled. Yep. And so one of the parents was sitting next to me 
And I said, hey, I said, your daughter, which one is yours? And it was one of the six two girls. I said, she's an amazing athlete. Because I mean, this girl was, she was really good right. as an athlete. I said, what else does she play? Oh, nothing. She's like, when it ain't basketball season, we work. Yeah. And so now, a kid that's playing four other sports is yeah. competing with that. And the girls that were on the floor could not compete with that. Yeah. So, so it's where you want to. And I'm not saying I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's people out there that are not. So do not be surprised <laughs> when they get what you're looking for. No facts are being in the, in the sport that you're looking for it in. Right. Because I, I have a kid that plays another sport and he had to go do something for his sport yeah. one day during my season. And I said, oh, nah, this parent called me. I said, no, fine. Go ahead. Right. That's his sport. That's where his bread is buttered. Go ahead. I understand that. Right. He can come back. He can miss practice. I don't care. Right. Other, the other two coaches that are fighting over him have already said that he cannot play the first game because he was dealing with something with his main sport. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> sir? For something that's not mandatory? Right. My practice was mandatory and I was willing to let him go because... I'm not going to pay him the millions of dollars that he has the opportunity to make. Right. I'm not. And yeah. he's he's not going to do it in basketball. Right. Because he's not that good. I mean, no. I mean, even if he was that good, whatever the kid is passionate about, whatever they are, wherever they, wherever they have their interest in, right. they need to go. Well, I think it's important. And this goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. Yeah. It's sorry. important for us to think about how serious some people take this stuff. Your kid Mm-hmm. Is about whatever you're doing. It's like we do this. We line it up with scholarships, academic and athletic. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of idea. So, where are you in the process? How much are you willing to commit to the process? Because um, it's one thing to specialize and then not do anything. So, if you play girls tennis mm-hmm. and you want a girls tennis scholarship, well. You, and you don't play club. You're waiting for the fall to come back around. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That's not going to translate no. to a scholarship. Um, soccer. Girls soccer. Boys soccer. You got to play club. You have to play club. You have to play club. Because um, I've learned that that's where the majority of scholarships come from. It's from club. You have to play club. To when you when these people are being offered softball and baseball scholarships, you have to play travel ball. You have to play travel legion and all that other stuff Absolutely. that comes up. You got to play travel ball. So you know, so there's a place, you know. And I was pr- I was very proud, you know, as a coach. I could have had we we use our high school month strong. Yes, and then that was it. Go back to your travel team. You please. you have you go into your travel team, or you know, some are like I'm just going to work. Well, I know the kind of player you are. Yeah, you should go to work because. <laughs> Because I don't want your parents, your family pumping out this money. Yeah. But even what happened is they realized that the people they're competing with, the team that blew me out the water state championship, those girls play travel ball <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. But see, that was a mom and pop thing. But that team had a specific purpose. That was to keep the champions together. Yes. But the ones who were competing for these division one scholarships and division two. Mm-hmm. 
they traveled on another team. So now you're asking yourself, well, how, well, dang, how committed are these parents to have them pay money to be all those play days mm-hmm. in the summer for their high school team to do that little high school AU team and to do the travel, to, to do the travel team. So we had players. I just had to kick out 600 for one of mine to go to California. Well, yeah, we had 600. <laughs> we had kids pay that be, you know, live period. Yeah. And they missed all the dead period times to go play in these little tournaments with their high school team. And they ran a well-oiled machine and won four state championships in a work in a row. Not on accident. Mm-hmm. That's not an accident. You know, it's very mm-hmm. intentional behavior yeah. to get the result that, that people want. want. Yeah. And so it's really important for um parents, I think, you know, and coaches. Yeah. Coaches to be honest with themselves first. You know, why do we have this team? That Is this part. team built around one or two guys? Am I bringing people in just to make sure that we pay the bill? <laughs> Am I bringing people in who can't afford to be on this team? Am I running mothers and fathers in a hole, having them travel to mm-hmm. different places? And I know there's no coaches here. And I know there's no coaches here. Because some of these kids aren't even playing with their high school teammates. Nope. So they've played all June to only disperse and play with random O's. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not saying your kids are random O, whoever's listening, but you know, you're yeah, playing with people who, who you, the AU team is not helpful to you like it's like oh well you know they should just be running they should get reps they should yes in the capacity that, that they would be recruited and they sh- and they will come be able to contribute to their team see but i'm okay if a coach tells the parent the, if they're up transparent up front yes. listen, this is not that type of team right we're not going to play in front of coaches it's really i'm a developmental team yeah i'm about developing your child to get better yep for the high school season then that's that's what we need. Well, that's okay. That's and that's okay, but you got to be transparent about right. it. My issue comes in with these with the coaches that go, "I'm going to get your kid to college. We're going to play in for. We're going to play here and we're going to play there. And right. We're going to play. No, no, no. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> so, you're not. Yeah, and 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 I think and those tournaments cost seven and eight hundred dollars. Absolutely, they don't cost the four hundred dollars and three hundred dollars you're willing to pay. Right. And so you're, you're, you are, <laughs> then you want to shore other things yeah, because you've had to pay out all this other money. And now, and now, now you got to come out your pocket. Now you come out your pocket. <laughs> you got loyalty to some coach mm-hmm. who may leave, who may not be developing, maybe practices just scrimmages. Yep. Um, maybe that AAU team got you playing the <laughs> five and you're, um, you know, you're, 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 you're supposed you're, to be a one. You're supposed to be a one. Right. So we got to do things intentionally. And I think um, we talked a lot about recruiting today. Um, and I'll just give you a couple nuggets about the NCAA and eligibility. And I know that coach has a couple things that, um, you know, from his experience that I know he can relate to. But I definitely want to share with you from the coach's perspective, which is why we invited him in. A um, couple things just so you know as you get ready. And we'll do a part two, of course. So don't worry. Um, <laughs> I think it's important um, now with COVID we have the COVID waivers mm-hmm. um, students don't have to have a test score right now and so that's been helping a lot of people so your initial eligibility um, is based on your grades there's no reason <laughs> for you not to be eligible right now and so because you don't have to have to worry about your test score but one thing I will say and we talked about test, test scores on the last um, episode it's important to um, take a test and have a test so you can be admissible to school. 
And so when we talk about preferred walk-on offers, we talk about Division Two um, and even Division One to get an opportunity to even try out. You need to be admissible to the school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Division Two schools are not giving those full, they're not getting full athletic scholarships anyway. You're coupling that with academic, academic money, lottery money, lottery scholarships, um, local scholarships. So make sure you do that so you can take advantage of it. I got a student I work with. He's getting actually a refund check. He's very proud of it. Your student coach, um, because he's proud of his refund. Oh yeah, he hadn't even gotten it yet. But he, you know, did the things that um, he followed. Pay scholarship academy. Every time I sent a scholarship, he turned it in. He was out with ACL injury. Um, now, mind you, this kid tore it in the middle of the season. Had zero offers when he tore his ACL, right? And ended up with a couple of offers, and a school took like gave him an offer off of the fact that yep. he was a hundred percent academic. Yes. He could play. Mm-hmm. But they had no more scholarships. Yep. They had no more scholarship money. And it was like, he can earn his scholarship, but right. he has a spot on the team. He's got a spot on the team. And he will earn. And, like, uh, and this kid, of, yeah, there's no he, doubt. He's going to earn his athletic scholarship, which will then give him more money back. <laughs> yes, we can, we'll make him even more happy. <laughs> yeah, so, and still doing scholarships, guys. And, and that's one of the things. I sent him a scholarship last week. He had to write about his mom. He wrote Ooh, it. We Wrote it. He already submitted it. I had a good chance of getting that scholarship. That's another $500 that he's going to get from spending an hour writing an essay. And so this is a kid that, you know, did the things that when we talk about the show, we talk about scholarships, we talk about what has to happen to be different, to get a different result. He didn't want his mom to have any debt. Model, model kid. But not going to have any because of the academic work. So we're talking about about two or $3,000 back um, that he'll get in August because of just doing the work and the work happens and that's no athletic money yet that's not even athletic money yet (laughs) so So once that ends up happening yeah because there's no doubt in my mind he's going to perform in the classroom in college and so it's really important for you to to know that part the academic piece um those of you who are signing up for credit recovery um credit (laughs) recovery is not going to be an option for your ncaa eligibility now it could help you with being admissible to a college or university that accepts that. But of course that goes in your F still remains in your transcript. Yep. Apex is just for credit recovery. So you're recovering that credit and you're going to earn a P or F. If you go on the NCAA website, they're going to say that we're accepting pass or fail grades um, due to COVID. That's a part of the COVID waiver. People have gotten a little confused with that. I got a couple emails about that last year. They're not talking about your pass or fail Apex credit recovery. They're, no, talking, they're talking about, about if you went out for COVID and then um, some school districts mm-hmm. just voted to... To give you a pass or a fail. Yeah, to give you a pass or fail for the rest of those classes. And so your PRF... For that COVID, for that one COVID year. Right, for that COVID year. So which that's, is uh, 1920? Yes. So that's the 20... 2020 is 1920. It's spring 20, summer 20. Yeah, that, they, yeah even, that, that, that even, 20 year. Yes. Fall 20. Even, even fall 20. So on your transcript, if you have a PRF because of that... You yeah. earned a credit. That's not credit recovery. So just to make sure that's clear. Because that's initial that's initial credit, not right. credit recovery. Absolutely. So um, I recommend I have a student that I have no problem saying it. He failed English 2 honors and did not want to take it. Did qualify for credit recovery. But we were able to get him in English 2 CP to retake the course. And he just graduated from Wake Forest University. So I'm very proud mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. But that was a decision that was made. Did not want to send English 2 again. Um was actually grumpy. The mom was like, you know, he shouldn't have to take it again. He could just do Apex. But being able to retake that course, that 57, I think, was on there, 
and then retaking it and getting an A in that English 2 CP class allowed him to replace those grades. That, yeah, that F on the NCAA and then average in an actual A mm. into his GPA. So it didn't tank his GPA as much as, you know, F would by itself, right? Yeah, but I think that's what uh, a couple people don't understand and not knowledgeable of is you can take a class and replace the grade right. of that class. And I think English is probably the toughest subject to do it in because you need four you need four years on right. the NCAA worksheet. Math you need three, science is two, social studies is two, and then you get um you could do whatever I think it's then you get three classes to kinda right. you get three spots to just whatever whatever core class, whether it's a foreign language, um, another science, math, or English class. Right. And depending on your school's what's it called? What's the the the, the school form? that's submitted to NCAA. Oh, with, with your classes? Yeah, with your classes. Because yeah. your school has to submit certain classes yeah, so. onto that form yes, so that they can use it to replace grades in different subjects. Right. And so that's why you need to find out. That's why I know, you know, you know, you can Harrison, find out. <laughs> Harrison hates me because I'm always in her office like, okay, can we take this? Uh, can we put this on the, can we put this on the list? Yeah. Okay, no, can we not? Can we? But what has to happen <clears throat> is, and that's one thing you have to ask. So um, one thing about me, when I do my play-by-play like workshops and I'm talking to people about this, you have to ask whoever is in charge of that. So in our mm. district, that happens from the district level. So the district has to approve certain classes. So we can't just up and offer a class. Yeah. The district says it's not going to count and it doesn't it count. count. Yep. So the NCAA, so not only, so the first step is school level and you get it approved by your district then that is submitted to the NCAA and then they have to approve it. Yeah. And this is typically for your other elective classes. So when you're talking about journalism or drama or African-American African, studies, yeah, African-American yeah. studies or lit, yeah. um, those classes. So keep that in mind. You want to have as many, you want to have as many A's and B's in those classes. In those classes. Now, mm-hmm. notice we didn't mention any gym there's no weight lift in all four years. Even if you're no. even if your coach says you have to have it, there's no no um, <laughs> art. I mean, you know that doesn't count. Your elective courses, business are, classes, are your, don't go on. no business classes. Your chorus, no chorus band. band. Even though they love to see it, like this will help your ad- admissions. Yes, it does help admissions. And this will help your admissions, and this will also help your um, graduation requirements. Right, so mm-hmm. you're required to take seven electives to graduate from school in the state of South Carolina. Other states are, are similar. You're required to have a fine arts credit to go to college, yep. but none of that will count. And a foreign language. Your foreign language can count. Yeah. Um, but your foreign well, language sorry, can count if. as an yeah if if yes. And so you know you think about some colleges want three years of foreign language. So if you're good at foreign language, and I might count Spanish two and Spanish three, or French two and French three on mm-hmm. your uh, worksheet if that goes into your additional courses because that could help you in your grades be higher. Um, colleges look at. You know, it's a little different. You know, you want a two, three core GPA. Um, so it's very easy. If you make all C's, you don't have a two, three. <laughs> so and I tell people, you know, it's a, a, a is 4.0, B is 3.0, C is 2.0. You need a 2.3. So if you only make C's, this then you're not eligible. You're, you're not. <laughs> so, so that's why I tell people, you know, that freshman and sophomore year is very, very important. Definitely the freshman year. Uh, so if you have students that are middle school, and we have a lot of middle school parents that are listeners, but those middle school um, parents think about ninth grade year being the year that you got to kind of set the tone because I can't erase English one. Mm-mm. You know, it's hard to get rid of that algebra one, right? And because you want to be an early qualifier. So when I tell people my goal is to have students that are early qualifiers, that means you're going into 
um, your senior year qualified, qualified, right? So you've taken enough classes to do that or before the seventh semester, you have everything, right? So you never know. So now with the transfer portal, you got kids who are leaving um, in the spring, even more. Um, shoot, we got a, there's a kid I know who's mm-hmm. a 2023 who's enrolling in school to start early in, to get his scholarship. in the fall. Yeah. Because the scholarship it's available to him. They're going to give it to him regardless. But he's like, it's a quicker route to the NBA because he's like, I'm one and done already. Yeah. Let me go. I can, I've taken all my credits. Yep. So I've the only 24. way for him to do that is if he takes the classes. Yes. So <laughs> parents, it's much easier for me. If the more classes you have, the more classes I could replace if necessary. Mm-hmm. The more opportunities you have, because you know, it's easier for a coach to go in there and say, I got a kid who you don't have to worry about grades. Nope. You know, grades are, we, we have a 4.0, we have a 3.5, we have a 3.0 kid, and we can do what we need to do to, to get mm-hmm. into school. We're in school. We're they're, already in school. They're going to get this scholarship, this scholarship, this scholarship. I can get that kid a spot on the team. And I did that with several kids, and those kids are college graduates mm-hmm. as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And to be a college graduate with no undergrad debt is the key. And so that is because I have undergrad debt. Yeah, and once you have, so <laughs> you know, and and you know, and I say that because I don't, right? So because I don't have undergrad debt, I was able to choose. Now I have graduate school debt, but I was able to choose a career and do whatever I wanted to do, really, because I didn't have to worry about that burden. And so a lot of you listen to us on the Scholars and Dollars podcast to make because you don't want your child to have to do that. You want to be able to do that. So with athletics and grades. And scholarships is all the same thing. It's being intentional mm-hmm. about what you really want and, and being honest with yourself. So um, I guess we'll go into to the next episode, talking a little bit more specifically about, um, you know, where you line up your classes. Um, you can always go. I'll put the NCAA website on there. Like I mm-hmm. said, I mentioned that if you try to Google NCAA eligibility, I mean, people will try to nickel and dime so, you to death. Everything. Do not pay money for do that. not pay money for someone to tell you that their child your child's being recruited i'm telling you because i know i haven't met anybody and if, if, if i'm wrong <laughs> please comment shoot me an email let me know because the reality of it is um you're going to see division three schools on those lists mm-hmm. you're going to see some division two schools on that list and just like we talked about the young man earlier if your kid is already academically sound you know you don't need a recruiting yep. service to, to get them on a team you don't need if a recruit- they have the skill set. You do not need a recruiting service. Period. Yeah. Oh, coach said it. Let's, I, let's just let, it. It is a scam. It is yeah. a sham. It is a way to get your money. <laughs> yep. You do not need a recruiting service. The recruiting services like twenty four seven sports, um, all these other little things that 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 are out. Those are free. Yes. And those let you know where your kid is Absolutely. as an athlete. Yes. And um, they have another website. Oh, it's called Recruit. Damn, I looked at it the other day. Not not recruit me. It's recruit something. But it tells you um basically what kids have what offers and what interests. Yeah. From what schools. So if you ever question whether your kid has interest, you could literally type on that website and I'll I'll get it to H so she could put it in the Thank you. She could put it in the in the comment box. And she could put it in the description. But like those things, they let you know basically you thought your kid was that and unless you know whether your kid is that or not if your yeah. kid's name doesn't even come up on the list it's not that yes and so what happens <laughs> is you know there's some sleepers out there it is and so i and so i'm you know I, and i am 
a hope dealer. <laughs> but I want to make sure that you know the facts and we want to get the information out there to you about how to be eligible. So if mm-hmm. you're you are focused on the grades, the student part, and if your child is athletic enough mm-hmm. to earn interest to be on your teams and these college teams and they love to play. Cause there's a difference between loving to play and having to be, I love to play things. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, it wasn't the cards for me. I've been the same height since seventh grade. They only taught me post moves because they thought I was going to get taller, but I never did. Cause then I never spent the time really learning how to handle the ball. And so look at me now. I'm just a really, really great teammate. Yeah. A successful coach and a counselor. And nothing is wrong with that. Nope. And I think we got to think about that, being honest with ourselves, being honest with our, our children, so we can make sure that we're getting them the things they need to get. Um, lastly, I did want to mention NAIA. That's a separate um, eligibility center. So it's playNAIA.org mm-hmm. and play, uh, or myNAIA.org. You can type in either one. They have their own eligibility center. And they'll tell you those things in the different schools, and then you can find which schools are NAIA. NAIA is an awesome option as well. Yep. Um you know, and there's nothing wrong with that either. So everyone's always like, oh, I want to go to this school. I want to go to that school. But keep in mind that, um, you know, there's a lot of people just like you who want to go to those schools. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll say that there's a couple other uh, <laughs> things, you know, people hop online classes, right? Before you do an online course, make sure you get that approved. Yep. It's very, very, there's money makers. People want money. So they'll pay you and know, you'll be like, oh, you could take this class and then that class may not be approved by the NCAA. So do your best to work with your school counselor. Get to know your school counselor. Um, get to know your athletic director. Talk to your mm-hmm. coaches. Don't just assume that your coach doesn't want you to, to play. Or don't just assume that your coach is, is out to get you or only working with one kid because those kids um, playing together, it works in most people's favor. It does. Um, and then don't settle for grades. That's my last thing. Don't settle. Be intentional. So when I say don't settle, that means if you got a 78 in a class <laughs> and you could get a 80. 80? It's the, that might be the difference in the scholarship. It could be the difference in the scholarship. Like I said, a 78 still going to hit you with the C, you know, if you're on a 10 point scale, a 79. Yeah. So you wouldn't set. And my thing is I tell parents you wouldn't settle for 58 or 59. So why are you settling for 88 or 89? Yes. That could be the difference between, um, the, your future full scholarship, Division one, division two, or division three, or mm-hmm. NAIA. Um, so make sure you take advantage of that. Um, don't get lost in the shuffle. And we're happy to help. Like I said, thank you for listening. Uh, Coach, thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Everything will be, all the websites I highlighted will be in the comments. Um, thank you so much.